I want to take a quick moment and give a shout out to our sponsor, Elgato Gaming. If you're a seasoned content creator or interested in creating content, I highly recommend checking out all the Elgato products. One of the many industry-leading game capture devices that Elgato offers, and one I've personally used for the past couple years, is the Elgato HD60S. The HD60S is an external capture card that not only looks good, but provides stunning 1080p, 60fps, and is powered by the Elgato's superior low-latency technology that makes it easy to record, upload, and live stream professional content with ease. It also offers a 3.5 millimeter input for a microphone or an external audio source, whatever you'd like. It's plug and play taken to the next level, literally. So if you want to show off your skill on live streams or just record your gameplay for a highlight video, the Elgato HD60S is my number one recommendation. Pick one up today and support the podcast by going to deserto.com slash Elgato. That's D-E-X-E-R-T-O dot com slash E-L-G-A-T-O. And start creating your own content today. You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and here with me today, the one, the only, the man that is going to be dropping a video this week that you will be like in awe and shock of what his rig costs and all the things he goes live with, the man himself, Mr. Monster Deface. What's up, buddy? What is going on? And like Tula mentioned, I'm dropping a teaser for the crazy Transformer spaceship rig. Uh, my computer that I got going on here in, in my little makeshift studio. So it's, it's going to be a pretty awesome one. Yeah, it's going to be awesome to see. If you guys want to see what it takes for Monster to go live each and every day, make sure you check out that video. And make sure you check out all his videos. YouTube.com, go there. Monster Deface, check him out. Uh, and there's a lot of great content he drops there. Like the stuff we're going to talk about today. The update and, and all this other good stuff we're, we're talking about, he covers throughout the week as well. Uh, so if you guys want some video action to go along with this amazing vocal performance that's done by us each week in your ears, you can go to Monster Deface's YouTube channel and check it out. But without further ado, this show is brought to you as always by DeSoto.com and FortniteIntel.com. A great place to go get all the latest news on Fortnite and what's going on in the community. Sponsored by Elgato Gaming. Uh, thank you so much, Elgato, for continuing to sponsor us. And, man, the products are incredible. They had the lights that came out. I can't wait. I want to get some of those lights. I know you want to get some of those lights. Dude, you know, I got- my rig will be almost complete if I get some good lighting. So let's yeah, hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and you go through it on your video, I'm sure, of all the other Elgato products you already have, which mm-hmm. you, you love and use dearly every day. And you tell me I had to get some of them as well because I want to step up my camera action, get a little more like Monster D face, step up my camera action. So I got to get that little Elgato device that's for the, the camera, the cam link. But go check out Elgato Gaming if you guys want some of that gear. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast. And uh, also, if you're shooting us a review, thank you so much. We're probably, I'll probably aim to, to do those next month. So if you guys have a review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Dash Radio, Power FM, Stitcher, wherever you're listening, leave it. And we'll, we're going to put those all together and probably say our thank yous next month sometime. Well, without further ado, let's jump in. There's a lot of stuff that came out this week, both What's going on in the Fortnite world? Uh, the update that's happening. Uh, you know, we had a, a special live event that occurred yesterday because we're recording this on Sunday. It happened on Saturday. And, uh, you know, we, we, got, we got a lot of things happening. Some secrets going on around the community that we want to talk about. So let's dive into it right here. First off, we have the Australian Open. Uh, if you guys have been falling for it, if you're really deep into it, you probably had heard about this. But they finally, finally, finally tweeted it out. Um, from their their main page, and this is going to be happening in conjunction with the Australian Open. If everybody out there and you're like, I don't know what the Australian Open is, 
It's a tennis match. Okay, so this is the professional tennis players getting together, playing tennis, and now Fortnite's going to be there. I mean, Monster, is Fortnite not somewhere? I mean, it's everywhere. I was going to say, man, Epic Games has got their hands on everything in every region. There's a major event going on. I mean, we saw them jump on the Olympic train, you know, the, the football train. If it's in, whether it be in-game or in-person, these guys are showing up, man. So... I think also some to mention, like this is Australia's biggest gaming event might be like ever of yeah. all time because yeah. Australia doesn't get much gaming love. So it's, it's going to be a cool one. Yeah, directly there. You know, all, all the ocean players that have been, you know, out there grinding want to show that they're one of the top Fortnite players in the world. This is definitely their opportunity to do that. I know a lot of those guys are, are getting invites, getting asked if they're going, registering, getting qualified, all that kind of things. But it's a $500,000 prize uh, in, in combination with charitable donations as well. I believe there's like $100,000 of that is going to charity. Um, and then... Uh, and the, there's a solo tournament along with a duos pro-am style tournament, right? They're going to have all these yeah. pros there and everything. It's a three-match ma- uh, three uh, charity pro-am duos event. So uh, it's going to be really cool to see that. That's going to be followed up. That's going to happen after the solo does happen. I mean, I'm excited. I think I'm more excited to see the players that get their chance, right? We've seen it all year. Yeah. These guys that have shown up at these events didn't know who Morgasi was right before PAX. We know who Morgasi was. Bizzle as well. You know, Vivid showing his name this year and all the summer skirmish things. I mean, people really popping off. And so I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen here. You know, are there any, you know, oceanic players in your mind that you're really looking forward to maybe go you know, after this? You know, honestly, I haven't really, like, so the, the oceanic community has been, like, crying for, you know, just this, the, the chance, the spotlight, right? The opportunity. Right. So right. this is probably going to be a first taste of, you know, who we get to see come out and really shine in this kind of open, um, you know, event style. But more importantly, you also need like a little bit of luck on your side, right? Because it was also like a first come, first serve. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to brush over that fact. I right. know that Oceanic, uh, you know, are anyone from the, from our listening audience if you guys are from that area and I, I know you guys are also feeling the pain too when it came down to that application process so hopefully you know the some of the best got invited or you know or like got lucky enough to get through that application process but yeah for sure so this for me this is going to be a, a, an eye-opening experience to see who's got what it takes from that side. I'm, in, I'm interested to see how it goes along with a big outdoor event like this right you have tennis and happening and i don't I'm not sure where the combination of things coming together is. Maybe besides the fact that it's like, (laughs) yeah, besides the fact that like, because I don't know how many tennis people and tennis players are like outdoorsy that like to go outdoors and exercise, play, and all that. Are gamers as well in a deep, you know, in a pro scene, right? I think a lot of people play Fortnite at a very casual level across the world. But like when you start talking about like a tournament and sitting there watching it, it's a little more in depth, right? Uh, you got to have yeah, a little more co- interest in it. Is the competitive interest there in Australia? You know, we'll, right. we'll definitely find out. Because they're going to have competitive people there, obviously watching a very competitive tennis match in the Australian Open, which is one of the biggest ten- tennis matches that happen around the world. But it's also a pretty steep price. If you're going to attend $54 for a ground pass ticket uh, for oh. kids... For kids that are the ages three to fourteen, it's five dollars. So that's pretty good, right? Five bucks. Oh, so but, they're gonna sell out all those spots, dude. <laughs> yeah, three to three to fourteen years old. But like if you're fifty if you're you know, fifteen or above, you're talking True. about a fifty-four dollar ticket to go see this. Unless that's you're a big hike. tennis Yeah, <laughs> unless you're a big tennis fan. I don't know how many people are gonna make it out to that, right? Because we saw PAX was basically 
almost free in a way. Right? It's super cheap mm-hmm. to get in and for the most part. Thousands of people there already gamers. That event filled up the last day. You couldn't even get in that tent. Then you had you had TwitchCon where basically same exact situation. Yeah. Last day you couldn't but, barely I mean, get in the tent. And TwitchCon is a little different, right? Because you had like gamers attending a gaming event and then there to watch gaming, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Although the price was the same, yeah, you're right. I didn't really think about the meshing of the two cultures because I don't know, like not not against anyone that's interested in tennis, but I'd assume that's like a really probably an older demographic, right? I mean, I'm saying I, I'm audience. really involved in Fortnite. I don't know much about <laughs> tennis. Let's put it that way, right? Right, right. Like, right. I, I don't I don't know where the crossover is, but I, like in when you went to South Korea, right? The other big event that was a Fortnite event. Yeah, right. and, and and it was held in a college. To be fair, right, and it wasn't like you know, it, I don't know. I think the demographic so far <laughs> has been really spot on. I didn't really yeah. think about the demographic mesh for the Australian one, but who knows? Man, maybe they just had like some space. So the reason why I'm so it. interested in it is because like, what happens if it goes really well? Do all of a sudden Fortnite get played at the halftime show at the at the Super Bowl? Like, I'm what, thinking. So what I'm happens, thinking, right? I'm thinking that it's probably going to happen almost simultaneously and whoever has whatever vested interest, they'll go and watch whatever. Um, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to make no crazy <laughs> assumptions and people, you know, start throwing so me under the bus. <laughs> it's good to say you're not casting this one, right? You didn't get the privilege uh, to go as, to Australia. You know, as far as I know, unfortunately guys, and, and dude, the community has really been vocal to try and like ask me like, am I going to be there? I would love to have been already locked in to represent this, but you know, I'm not as of uh, today, who knows, man, I get a call last second for all we know. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know who's taking care of you guys for this, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy just from a, yeah, you and you I know, both, we got the passports ready. Epic. If you need people, <laughs> we're, we're, we're ready. We got the yeah, passports yeah. ready. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see. Actually, I think it's going to tell a lot. Like, how does a major event, sporting event, you know, regular that were traditional sporting event measure up to an esport event that actually isn't so traditional as far as esports go? It is more of a community affair. If you've been at any of these other ones, I can see where the fun's going to be, right? They always have like the putt putt course going on at these mm-hmm. other ones. They've had, you know, different things happening, giveaways, all kinds of stuff, dance offs, all this stuff that really involves, you know, the, the audience a little different than traditional esports. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it's, uh, it's going to be a good mesh up. Like I said, most of all, I'm curious about the names that come out of there and really be able to make a name for themselves. And maybe, you know, we'll see some of those guys traveling over here next year for some of the big events. So we got that one. And then we have the hush, hush, secret skirmish, hashtag secret skirmish. uh, That's, you know, they basically said, you know, this is going out. A lot of people have been vocal and said they haven't got it. Um, I mean, at this point, it, it's been sent out from my understanding to everybody that it's a two-day event. It's going to be a $500,000 in prize money. We don't know where it's happening. It's a secret location. You know, it's a secret skirmish. I don't think, I don't know, is there going to be an audience or not? I don't know if we're going to get an opportunity to, to see it live. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Monster, what about you? People asking you a lot of questions about this one as well. What do you know Dude. about this one? Is it too All much right, of a so secret I, to tell I can- us? confidently say i know a lot more about this one okay, okay, okay. Uh, and and with that being said 
I can, I still have speculation again, nothing locked in for sure. Um, from, I, I think it's going to be a land, like just the way, you know, the things worded the way I see it, like this might be like an in-person Fortnite event, but not as in a sense, like, Oh, audience involved. Like, I think it's just going to be another crazy big, they're going to throw a twist, a curveball in there. This time they're being very transparent about it. Again, this is all in the wording. They're like using words like we're experimenting, right. And project and right. So this, it it looks like they're going to do something big, but again, all inclusive and crazy for sure. Where the players know like, okay, Something wild is going to happen. They're going to keep them on their toes. So I'm hoping like a meteor crashes and the whole game splits in half. Like something, <laughs> right? Like, you know, like the map gets just, just demolished or something. But we'll see. This this one's going to be a really awesome event. This is definitely a competitive event without a doubt because yeah. the invitees are all chosen from, uh, you know, player selection of top performers in previous skirmishes. Uh, so you're going to have your big profile names and even more importantly, your big profile performers which, you know, whenever those guys get a chance at the main stage, they come out on top, so. Yeah, it says that this invitation will be held to include top players from each of the open Fortnite comp- competitions held so yeah. far. Rumor has it the, the event will, will be held in a classified, undisclosed testing facility <laughs> on February 14th and 15th. So, you know, if, if it's Valentine's Day uh, and we got to go, my wife will understand, but Monster, how about how about Miss? Yeah, uh, how about Miss Monster D Face? Will she be able to to take you know being away for Valentine's Day? I might, man. If I'm over there, I might have to drag her with me. You know, there you go. Make it a date night as well. February fourteenth and fifteenth. Each match will be transmitted to our official channel, so we will get to see it. Uh, yeah. You can expect the high powered matches as TwitchCon impacts, but also expect the to explore additional operations dot 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 during the two days of competition keeping a close eye on the upcoming announcements as we uncover more details about this event um long story short what i thought was most interesting about this is this is actually uh, a tweet and published on their website the australian open is not actually published on their website Hmm. so like it's it's interesting to me like what they are facing what they're looking at is like part of their competition right versus like an event and like you yeah. said, this is straight up competition, right? When it's found on their website underneath the competition esports section. Um, I, I hope that we see some new things here. Uh, I think it's interesting that they go on to say this event will closely be used to better prepare and broadcast the team for the upcoming Fortnite World Cup later this year. Uh, we're incredibly excited about to share more of these details soon and participate in the, in the Fortnite World Cup. This is interesting. Fortnite World Cup. You've been to South Korea. They're going to Australia. You know, we're, 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 we're doing this tournament. I'm interested to see, okay, what are they going to do different to prepare to go around the world? World Cup, I'd imagine. I don't know any details, but I'd imagine they're going to go around the world. Rumor has it, you know, some South America stops, some maybe, some maybe UK stops happening. Um, what, what, are you exci- what excites you about this secret skirmish and what we've heard so far about the World Cup? Yeah, what it, what excites me is that all of the other tournaments up until this point have been tournaments based around the structure and format of the game. And I want to say that Epic Games has confidently gotten to a point to where they say, hey, we like this format for eliminations, you know, what the heels, the mechanics, right? Where the game is, 
they've molded together something that they are confident and they're standing behind. And the wording in this one is just feels like they're gearing it more towards now player experience, yeah. viewer experience. And, you know, that kind of, you know, there's always multiple sides of things. And, and I feel like they've really, you know, chiseled down the, the, the iceberg on the sense of, uh, in the form of the, the game format. And now they're going to work on, you know, taking care of the player base and then the overall uh, feel of the game and spectator and, and all that kind of stuff to get the perfect delivery. And then they're going to go for the Grand Slam, which is going to be the World Cup, where they probably take that, multiply it by 100, and then we see Ooh, something. We're going to be traveling. Right? Got that passport yeah, ready. I'm going to be traveling. Like, for real, for real. So I, I'm, I'm really thinking that this, these next set of, <clears throat> excuse me, competitions are going to be just production-wise on another level. Maybe they're going to step things up and, uh, you know, bring in more faces, kind of like the, the previous event we did, like WSOE. Yep. All you heard from the competitive community and from the viewing experience for a non-epic event, that thing was, that was big. That was big money stuff right there. Like, yep. and it looked amazing. It felt great. And, and the community really vibed with it. And we're not even talking about the game wasn't even on pop-up format or anything, right? right. We we're on standard, custom, whatever match. Right. So I think we're going to see a big step up in production and delivery or uh, what is going to be leading to the world cup and maybe some tweaks. Who knows? Yeah, yeah so, maybe so. Always got something up their sleeves, you know, <laughs> that's <laughs> we'll, true. We'll see. That's true. They always have something ready to go. And we always know that I've heard rumor has it that they've, they're going to try to, and I don't remember where I read this. I wish I would have snipped it, but um, it might've been in the update actually in the notes, but that they're going to try to remove what's happened maybe in the, in the pro scene so far as like, sudden changes before events, right? They want to mm. allow a couple more days before events happen. Did you read this anywhere? I don't know. Maybe I, I, I just heard, or maybe I, I read an update somewhere, but that they, they, they had noticed that this was an issue, right? And they wanted to allow players a, a, a little more time to be able to update. I mean, maybe, maybe the vocal majority of the pro player base finally broke through because, you know, as much as the, maybe the audience may enjoy the, you know what's happening boombox showing up right? yeah, 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 yeah like what, what is sometimes like a fiasco of just craziness uh maybe, maybe they're finally want to now just give these pro players a, a fair shot like hey two days there's a patch or whatever you know three days master the items and and come out here and perform like professionals that you are in this space yeah allow, allow them a little more time to be able to grind those oh, out yeah. um I, you know, I, I think the events went well. The one thing I never asked you about, about South Korea, as we talk about events, was, did you guys have any of that extra stuff in South Korea, like the putt-putt and the Nerf guns we had at TwitchCon, you know, like the Dur Burgers, um, all that so stuff? Or was it mainly like... Way, I want to say yes. The way that the South Koreans party is a little bit different, right? The whole production and stuff. Again, top quality stuff for sure. But where it was like different was when the um, the mainstream would go on, let's say like a 20 minute break or something like that, that intermission in the crowd, in the live venue, there was big performances happen, like live performances, the stadium, the stage was crazy. They had, you know, dancers and, and pop stars come out. So kind of like how you would think like the pro am, all these like celebrities would come out. We had that vibe, but just in person for the South Korean event. So it was definitely larger than just, oh, hey, tune in for these games and questions and all that kind of stuff. Um, in the in the venue, unfortunately, it wasn't able to be broadcasted because I guess copyright reasons for music and stuff. But yeah, the performances were crazy. The reason why I asked that is because I wonder if now they're seeing 
and they're starting to chip away at how they want this pro scene to look and they want these events to be run, if they're getting away from, all right, look, like the people that come to these pro events that want to play that are at the competition, the people that want to competition, like maybe the putt-putt's not like the best place to invest our money, right? Maybe the the you know the the Durburgers aren't the best thing for us to do like and not necessarily either one of those are bad I actually enjoyed all of that stuff I'm just saying I wonder if they're looking at okay like let's structure the esports side of it a little more like an esport right and I mean less when, less of an experience when you go to a con though I think you have like you have to have that stuff at a con yeah there you're gonna have just pedestrians right you also want to appeal to new people. That's like, true. oh, I yeah. never played Fortnite, but I just happened to walk by the booth and I saw mini golf, right? Like, right. or something like that. And then, and then you get people to um, hop on over. So I think they've been doing a really good job as far as the uh, the booths go. If you remember right. the PlayStation Experience booth, that thing was like curtains and cardboard boxes. Yeah. And now they, you know, they've stepped it up big time from E3 moving forward. Uh, so yeah, without that, I mean, I'm interested to see, you know, there's another TwitchCon coming up. Are they it's going true. to on EU, right? right? Like there's there's stuff happening around the world. Fortnite is right. now a world like this thing is worldwide, literally worldwide. Uh so it's gonna be crazy. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I I and I definitely agree. I think when you have events, you gotta have that entertainment factor. Um maybe it's because I've been going to more sporting esports events that I just like I I I want people like and I want people, especially in the Fortnite community, because how much we both love the game, I want people to like actually look at these guys as like the real esports athletes, right? They have a skill yeah. level that's really high. And I think sometimes it gets lost in like, oh, it's Fortnite, it's funny dances. How, how serious can that be? But like, don't, I mean, you know this. These guys take this very serious. I mean, no, yeah, the, I, I get you. like you want to put some respect on their talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, and I think like from a production, like, and not just because we were both part of it, but what WSOE gave was this idea of like, holy crap, like these guys are really well taken care of. All the pros talked about, you know, the, how they felt about the event, how it came out and how it looked, right? And I get there were some complaints about the distant, the time between games and stuff like that. Some of that's just going to happen because you got to have advertisers, you got to have production, stuff like that we've talked about before. But I really feel like when you narrow it down and you like say like, hey, this is an eSport, this is the respect these players get, and this is how it's done. Some of that like comical fun stuff might be taken away from that in a way so that it is more seriously taken. And I don't, not that it has to be. I'm just saying from my point of view and from what I've seen, like I want to see more of what we saw at WSOE, you know, and more of like high level play, like Tifu and those guys all included in it. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I mean, w without a doubt, man, I think that WSOE was just the first to take a big stab at it. And that's just opening up the uh you know the floodgates for what is going to be more people that have the ambition to try and uh yeah. you know take on fortnite bring it <laughs> well speak of pros and what they want and being prepared for things you know we had glider redeploy before twitchcon now we have glider redeploy back as an item now glider glider slow deploy <laughs> <laughs> so so you know long story short this came out after we did our show last week on monday the 14th um basically that redeploy was coming back they've looked at it uh they've measured it people want it back they want it back so bad that they brought it back as an item now i was all into glider item itemized glider redeploy as they called it is initially when i heard about it until I found out it was actually an item I had to put in my five slots on my inventory that I already have too many things to put in those five slots anyways. 
right? So, look, I, I wish it was more. I don't understand why they can't just put it on. And I'm going to play. I'm definitely playing devil's advocate here, right? Cause, and I'll let you play whatever side you want to because we didn't talk about this before the show. But I, I just wish that either, number one, I had some indicator maybe in the top right near the people I killed, you know, with a little or people I eliminated, excuse me, that that I, you know, said how many how many glider redeploys I had left. And it was just built in, right? Like every glider in the game has 10 redeploys. I can use it whether I use it off of a whether I use it off of a jump pad or I use it off a bouncer, whatever it is that I use it on. I got 10 of them, right? So I can move 10 times through the map using these. And that's just the durability of a glider in general. Like after you use it 10 times, it's done. Or it's like a trap, right? I have it as a trap item, right? Like we've seen some other things go into trap items. Like let me use it as a trap item that has it. I don't know why this has to take position. I'm really frustrated, Monster, and why it's got to take a position in my inventory. Because what I see more than not in the past week is these things sitting on the ground and nobody picking them up because nobody wants to sacrifice an item for them. That's all I got to say no. about it. What, what do you, what do you I, have to say? I, so I totally agree with you. Like the thing taking up a slot is, first of all, in the state it's in, it's just not good enough for a slot. Maybe early game, you have nothing to fill it. You take it, whatever. But yeah, I'll, I'll grab explodes over glad to redeploy, heals yeah. over glad to redeploy. That's, uh, you know, vastly because the fact that it's just slow. It's, it's scary to use. You don't fly very fast. <laughs> And yeah, like it can really backfire in a lot of situations. And talking about backfiring, you can use this thing off of one ramp height. So if you have ever gotten into an intense build battle, you accidentally have oh, your loadout, you're no. going to jump in accidentally just glide every single time. Oh, there's, no. there's some, yeah, there's big strats in Fortnite where you do the side hop to take high ground right. from the roof cones and stuff like that. And it's hard to explain verbally just for you guys listening. But essentially, if you have this item in your inventory, when you do these jumps and some of these plays um, in, in you know higher tier combat in Fortnite, you literally redeploy your glider and just ruin everything. Like you're giving up your high ground. You're, you're, so that's why they're sitting on the ground so much. Exactly. And, and uh. the best players are definitely not going to pick them up because they just interfere with combat. Mm -hmm. um, and that's mm -hmm. because like at least in the old glider redeploy, you have to be three stories high. Right. So yeah, they, it was infinite. You move fast, whatever, but you still have to be three stories high. So you can, you know, not, you can take fall damage if you forget to press it within a certain threshold of height limit. But the new one, you can do it at like legit any height. You just have to be one ramp higher than the terrain, which is at any given time. So if you're in a build battle, you're a thousand percent going to hit it on accident, um, especially on keyboard if you spam space on accident again, right? So oh. that's why I don't use it. And that's why I think it just needs more rework. And uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is something I did not know. I did not know. Mm -hmm. And I, well, I, I guess I would have known that, but I didn't think about it because I don't ever really pick it up. So it, it hasn't come to me. Um, and I guess I had missed a video or two, I'm sure of people being like, well, WTF, right? Like what's going on here? Like this. Okay. This is why I'm not picking it up. Makes sense. That, I see I it had like three times in a battle and I was just like, how did this get in my, uh, <laughs> how did this get in my inventory? Yeah. By uh, the way, I did get wrecked that fight too. <laughs> yeah. That's just how it went. Yeah. So, you know, that happened. Um, I, I hope they take it. I hope they go ahead and vault it. 
in the, in the verbiage of Fortnite. Let's go ahead and vault I, I that say item. Vault it. I, and it also, like, it's messed with the the item pool. I want to yeah. say there's less minis now because this utility blue, right? It's and just, we it's already get less minis anyways because we can only hold yeah. six at a time. So, so that thrown in the mix is. I really think it's messing up the economy in the game. Um, and I can be wrong, but maybe it's a placebo. I don't think it's a placebo. I really think it's ruined the economy of what it shields. But hey, now we have ice creatures to fight over. So (laughs) 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 that's shields, right? I guess. Oh man, I I guess. I guess. Um, yeah, let's jump into this. So we had a very big update, version 7.2. You guys can go check out Monsters video. Uh, did a great job of breaking this down the day it came out. Up at 5 a.m. for you fools. Ready and rolling. Long time. Reading these patch notes, getting them out there. But, all right, this is what I want to do on this one. Because there's so much stuff, Monster. I'm going to read what it is, and then you just give the rebuttal. Like, what you think about it, how it's <laughs> affecting the game. We'll go from there, all right? Because I want to, otherwise we'll be here for like three hours talking about this thing. So, first off, let's drop in with a scoped revolver. Your thoughts amazing you love it <laughs> i love it uh scope <laughs> revolver uh basically it is the heavy ar of the ar class so the heavy ar is the you know in the heavy class of the ar class it's just really good right high dps pretty much a versatile weapon can do everything scope revolver in the scope class it's the heavier version it's really good in almost all situations it does heavy damage and it's just really good um no reason not to run it I, I, what I, my biggest problem with this and the silent sniper that we got a patch ago is the fact that I don't find them enough. I don't find mm. them enough. And I, I find myself dropping my ARs to hold this in that slot. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I don't, I don't even run AR with this because what I use, you know, heavy AR and assault rifles in the game right now to get that first heavy hit opener, right? Which is normal what you do. And then the battle commences, right? You head to head shotgun SMG battle, whatever. Um, so if you can just get that first little ping off, which it's 100% accurate, you just got to take, you know, be patient. That's it, right? That's, that's a whole big shield gone. And then you can start with the right foot in the door. And, and if the player is not that good, you get two of those off or headshots, man, you're in the money. So that, that's how I use it, mainly as a big opener. So, so are you running? Are you running? Are you running this scoped revolver along with your silent uh, pistol? Pistol, combo? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So I've been doing, I've been doing, <laughs> I've been doing pump SMG, suppressed pistol, and then the scoped revolver, dude. Like oh, it's dirty, man. man. It's dirty. It's, it's a are, nice little. You are making people angry, monster. You're yeah, it's make... a nice little loadout. It's a frustrating loadout for sure because if I hit you with the scope, you're hurt, and then you know suppressed pistol can catch you at any given time. You don't know it's coming, and yeah, it's another. Really, really nice weapon. Combo. I need to find it more. I've only gotten to play with it a couple of times, I, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your advice. I'm gonna put some time into it. And see how I like it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the gliders. We know about our opinions of those. We just went over that. Uh, you can rewind the podcast like 15 seconds if you want to hear about that again. Uh, mini, mini gun adjustments. I love how it sounds now. Like the buffed, thing is. Oof. By the way, I think it's oof. been buffed up before. So the mini gun's always been in the strong place, even after all the crucial nerfs to take down the damage. Where it's at right now, higher fire rate still has the amazing damage and accuracy, but that fire rate buff and the cooldown on the charge up initial time has really put the minigun in another one of those weird spots where you can run no AR and just cook somebody with that thing. Uh, you, you basically can't toe-to-toe the minigun. You didn't want to toe-to-toe the minigun before, but now you cannot toe-to-toe Yeah, the with minigun. the wind-up speed being reduced by 37%, that's crazy difference. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You're, you're, you can, like you said, especially in close quarter combat where there's someone just building over you constantly or whatever, mm-hmm. like you get, you can, you can start firing so quick. And, and so. it's always needed that we've always talked about, Oh, give it the machine gun cooldown, whatever. So that was always a thing it needed, but I don't know who in their team was like, Oh, let's make it wind up faster and fire faster. Let's do all that. So like they took away and then he gave so much. So it's still in a really good place or a strong place. I would say, um, I'm happy. A lot of people don't run it because they're probably not comfortable with it. But yeah, you mess around with that thing enough and you get the timings down and you're going to melt players legit. Ooh. What about this rarity for color adjustments? You know, we had balloons change, stink bombs change, uh, scoped ARs. How does this affect the game when you talk about, most people just read this and go, oh, okay, color change, who cares? Uh, so interesting, Neil, enough, it, it, that is all a placebo. Um, the rarity is still the same in the sense that the color change is supposed to match the drop rate if that makes sense. So the drop rate of the balloon at purple is still the same at blue. It might feel like, oh, balloons are everywhere because they're blue now. But no, they're still around as much as they would have been, even if it was purple. And I think that's why in the patch notes, they kind of word it like, we've changed the rarity to match the drop rate of the balloon and stuff like that. Uh, So it's still the same amount in the game. They're just different colors. And to some people, that's the difference, right? Like uh, my little one looks at the green scope or a scope rifle, and it's like that thing is disgusting. Like it's right. green, ill, right? She doesn't even want to pick it up because it's green. Right. Uh, so I find that to be funny, but you know, the, the weapons <laughs> still fall the same amount. It's just different colors now. Yeah, and I'm guessing, I, and we don't know the math of of how they have it, but I'm sure, that, for instance, you know rare items fall more than exotic items, right? So there's more spots oh, yeah, for yeah, rare for sure. items to be it, on the it, game. Yeah, for sure. It's supposed to feel like that, and that's why they do the adjustments. If at any point you see them physically say, oh, rare, like drop rate chance changed, like what they did to the llama change, which has also affected the game pretty heavily, um, that's when the changes really come to the game and, and then mix things up. Right, right. Uh, then you had, uh, basically these items were changed for the projectile trajectory as the, he- as the same, as the same as the heavy sniper rifle. You had bolt action sniper suppressed semi-auto sniper and hunting rifle. So all the snipers now have the same proje- uh, projectile trajectory as the heavy sniper rifle. What does this do for the game? This reduces the skill gap on using sniper rifles the entire class as a whole uh less or the changes to match the heavy sniper basically makes it so all bullets travel faster than what they used to so you in the past needed to lead a little bit more with the hunting rifle as opposed to the heavy sniper and the bolt action and all that kind of stuff because the bullets travel at different speed now they're all uniform on the same pathing so it's easier to snipe players because the bullets are moving as fast as that heavy was. And it was already kind of easy to hit with the heavy. You just kind of point and click. Uh, it's closer to that feeling. And just from this, a competitive stance, uh, most of the competitive community does not like this change because it was already kind of easy for them to hit a heavy snipe. Now they're getting hit by all snipers. Yeah. The biggest thing that I notice is obviously... You know, the hunting rifle and the bolt action that uh, you had used a lot, right? Because they've been around the longest out of all these suppressed or semi, I guess semi auto got put in the vault and came back. But was that like the heavy sniper has less fall off, right? The easiest thing to talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. is, is so the you less. Don't, you, don't need a, you don't need to aim as high with your crosshair. You don't need to lead as much on a moving target. You basically so, 
point. This has messed me up though, because I was so used to using the hunting rifle all the time, right? And I'd put like the reticle. Yeah, Yeah. and and I'd always put that reticle right above their head just a little bit. And I've missed so many shots because of this. In fact, we had a laughing episode because like I'm sitting there watching somebody on my team snipe this dude and they're they're just missing every snipe with with the bolt action. And they're like, what is going on? Like it's hitting above him, it's hitting below him, it's hitting to the right. And it's like, because we're all so not used to this change, right? We're used to how these guns perform. And I, I agree with you. I think the biggest problem to this is that it closes the skill gap and it makes every weapon not have its own identity. And I like when all weapons have their own identity and they're able, you have to, you have to learn and put in the, the, the work. Cause we saw some people who were absolutely gods with bulb action. And we saw some people who were gods with hunting rifles. Right. And they each, they felt they, they fit certain, you know, styles of play and they, they, they had to mold their, their, their sniping ability, I guess, per se to this certain sniper rifle. And now it's like close that gap. And for me, that's what I don't enjoy the most. I hope they review this thing and they end up going back to it. I, I don't, I really don't think they're going to go back uh, right now. The only identity that snipers have outside of silence versus loud is reload speed time. Yeah. And there's, that's, that's part of the big reason why in the past I would still drop the heavy sniper and take the bolt because the reload speed, but now that everything just kind of moves at the same projectile and you know, all that good stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I found myself using the hunting rifle more now. Uh, yeah. because it has the fastest reload speed and now the bullets travel insanely quick. So you can yeah. kind of hit every shot and it really has made sniping a lot easier. Uh, I like what they put these ones in. This one says the reticle center. Cause I use this as my excuse, right? Like this. Oh, this is why I wasn't hitting the shot. The reticle center dot on the scoped rifle has been reduced in size. This one would get away situations where it appears you're on your target, but miss with a shot. That's my problem. Look, it's your fault. Epic. I was definitely on the guy's head. It just wasn't hitting because your reticle was messed up. All this time, it was the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, they've buffed the scoped rifle how many times? Like, mm-hmm. they're trying to make it viable, and I hope they do. Like, it definitely has its place. Um, I've seen you rake some people with it. Even in Summer Skirmish, I remember you absolutely obliterating some people with it. So, you know, they'll, they'll keep it coming, and, and uh, hopefully they keep making those changes. Th- these little quality of life changes that most people don't get, is what I really like about the polish of the game. Um, if you ever, I think when they do the review on the scope revolver and how much usage it's getting and how much damage it's putting out, they're going to realize, okay, the scope itself needs a buff. Let's go and turn up that damage, um, just so that it's a, it's a weapon that's to be feared and respected. Uh, because for a while, the thermal scope was picked up because that high damage. But you know, people right. get tired of the thermal look, right? So they're not going to run it all the time just because it changes the feel of of the game. Um, but with the scoped revolver, you just you have the highest damage possible. You have the hundred percent accuracy, and then it you know the game looks the same. So right. Well, I yeah. You know, uh, at the end of the day, they they are making the changes that you know they want to try out and change. And some of these we might like, like that one, and some we might not like, like the sniper one. And and that's what we talked about last week, right? They're going to continue to mm-hmm. make these changes and figure out what works and what doesn't work. Uh, there was a lot of uh, trap adjustments. I'll let you guys go read those. Don't want to bore all you guys with those, but. Uh, I think the biggest thing was that the small shield max stack size would move from 10 to 6. And this is huge, not only as you as a player to carry, but I think as you go throughout the game from early game to late game, and you get in these battles and you're picking up loot, like, this is a big change for late game. Right? And yeah, how it affects. Changes, so, it, yeah, yeah. It definitely changes the, the loot economy. Um, from a personal stance, like me personally, 
I would never find myself using 10 minis. That's it was just too much. So I see why they reduced it. Right. Now from a you know the, the other side of things when you eliminate players now it's way less likely that they're going to have you know a nice healthy pool of minis for you to scoop up so you can cap at 6. I I feel like that change is big now, right? Because in battle I can use two or three, you can use two or three, but like whoever wins that battle now will be lucky to get away with two or three extra, right? For the inventory pool. And because of that, I think people really dislike this change. I'm cool with it from a personal stance, like using, like I won't need six minis to beat one player. I shouldn't. If I do, something's going really wrong, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Battle, you know, if you're getting hit that much and stuff like that. Um, and same thing for 10 minis, right? You just shouldn't need 10 minis. But for the loot economy, that just means there's less out there, less people picking them up, less, right. you know, when it comes down to these battles and stuff. So maybe there was just too much out there and, and we're a little spoiled. But at the same time, I think the gliders, man, I'm telling you, have ruined how many minis are in the period. <laughs> uh, it feels like the loot pool is just all whacked up right now. And uh, yeah, reduce the drop rate of gliders or, or buff the drop rate of minis and then we're good. Yeah, that that's a big change. And, and I'm interested to see. There's a ton of bug fixes, guys, when it comes to Weapons and items. I'll let you guys go through those. If you want to go read the notes on uh, epicgames.com or fortnite.com, you can go read all those. There's a ton. Uh, there's some other gameplay changes like zipline. That was a huge improvement on zipline. You can go back and forth now. You don't have to necessarily jump. Um, I, I still wish they would add a interact button with this, but I guess for some reason they think they don't need to have an interact button. I know everybody's asked for it, right? Like, let me interact with this thing, but... It's just probably hard to code in... Maybe that maybe they want it, but it's probably like a rehaul on how oh, yeah. the zip line works. Yeah, you know, so it's gotta be harder than just the way we just say, like, just make us interact. <laughs> no, it's you know, super like, easy. Come on, making a game is like, super easy these days. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I, I think that's the problem there. Um, and that's probably why they have done a lot of adjustments to the zip line and then right. they're trying to make it, you know, the quality of the zip line better. Like, oh, you can just turn around now. Right. And, and stuff like that. So I got I to gotta ask yeah. you PC players this one. And I, like I said, I don't want to go through all these gameplay improvements. There's a ton here. Like corn stalks will no longer block gunfire and stuff like that. You know, editing will no longer be interrupted by gunfire and pickaxe swinging, which is kind of weird to me how edit, how you can edit and shoot whatever. Okay. Yeah. Like all that stuff. But the biggest one that was interesting to me is this, because I really want to know, they made this a point on it, right? Sometimes we'll get like ghost updates, things that like they don't necessarily put in because they're not that important. But I don't know which of you guys on PC were crying about a third place for your decimal on your, on your sensitivity <laughs> for your mouse controls. Like, I don't know. A third so, decimal? Really? Like that's going to... Yeah, and I, I think it does make a difference, by the way. No, uh, it definitely does make a difference because when I checked my sense afterwards, for some reason, it was just like on an odd number, right? Like zero six six five, okay, or something right, like that. Right. So, which technically means like I'm using a zero point six and a half, you know. So if you go half a tick up, it, it will make a difference, right? Your muscle memory and stuff. Not that I would suggest for anyone to mess with their sense. I'm always pro keep the same. So you build your muscle memory, you get better over time. Right. Uh, the more you change it, the more you mess up your brain and the better your aim gets, basically. So <laughs> with that, I think we're at the final decimal. I think you can safely say. Yeah, if y'all get a fourth decimal, decimal on this, I'm going to freak out. Yeah, yeah, we should be done with the, the, the sense thing. <laughs> <laughs> we made it, boys. We made it. You got the third uh, decimal. 
Yeah, you made it to the third decimal. Congratulations. Tons of great things that they did in there. Look, this is one of the biggest ones when it comes to UI and bug fixes that we've seen in a long time, right? Uh, seriously, I know they were off for Christmas and everything else, but it looks like they really did pack in. If you go back and look at the, just the patch notes in general, we've had patches that are like one page long. This thing is like five pages long. It's extravagant. Yeah. There's, there's, they did a lot of small things, a lot of benefits to life. Um, and this is what I love to see. I love to see that you know, I joke about the third decimal thing, but they love the community so much. They want to give people what they want so much that they literally make that a point, right? And I think that goes yeah. back to what we said last week. Fortnite wants their game to be the best game it can be, whether it's even making it better by adding a third decimal spot to your mouse sensitivity or not, right? Um, and no, I yeah, think that we, we were point. in update drought for a while, and we got a, we got a real update this summer. It wasn't a content update. Like, this is an update. And uh, these are my favorite. These are my favorites, for sure. Yeah, well, you had some favorites, and a lot of people had some favorites. And, you know, in the spirit of updating and changing the game for the good, we have our buddy Faze Scissors comes out, puts out a little tweet, little Dear Fortnite, Make Fortnite Great Again 2019. Let, let, let's listen here, what he had to say. Hi, how you doing? Long time supporter here. Uh, kind of feels like we're in a, you know, we're, we're in a relationship almost. Like, you're, you're the ex-girlfriend that wants to keep getting back with me. Uh, you know, the Battle Royale is all the bad parts about you. The creative mode is all the parts I love about you. We're kind of like, you know, we're at the standstill right now. And um, I'm not sure how I feel. Let me just say, remove balloons, remove planes, remove boom boxes. And I understand the reasonings for them in the game. All right, it balances the game. I get it. But remove them, please. Also, zombies, get them out of here. The fog needs to go. Okay? And we're, we're making some headway here. All right? Do that. And then have a public playlist and a ranked playlist where you can actually level up and earn ranks and have incentive for grinding your game. It gives people a need to want to play your game more. A rank system so you can level up and rank. There's a skill-based matchmaking playlist over here and there's just a public playlist over here. Alright, so you got that going on. And then in the ranked mode, have the shield per kill. Have the mats per kill. Have point system I don't know what it is. I'm not supposed to. It's not my job to come up with that. But just, you know, figure that out. I believe in you. You can do that. Also, remove the gray tack. All right. Boom. Make Fortnite great again. 2019. Thank you. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> so Scissors obviously throwing out some things there. You know, one thing we didn't talk about is the event that actually happened. You had the Ice King come up above, you know, uh, uh the the snowy area of the map right right above uh, the castle and yeah, polar, polar peak. peak and he threw out you know he threw out you know snow or iced fog whatever you want to call it throughout the map really cool if you didn't get a chance to play like on christmas day the actual full snow map you get to play it now um i think the fog's different look i know that's a seasonal thing so i know that's going to change right we the elements of the map always change and that's i'm totally cool with them trying things out and and giving people a different environment to play and it feels like a different map if you ever played like league of legends that's kind of their idea of just keep rotating keep making the map grow and change i like it um that i'm not too worried about but some of the things he talked about i want to ask you quickly about that is uh first to start battle royale bad versus creative mode is good I think this is merely like, look, Scissors has got a lot of he's applause to him, right? For the death run he's done that's literally probably made people play Fortnite a hundred more hours and break keyboards and break controllers and cost people a lot of money because of the frustration he's caused them. And it's been very entertaining from a community perspective. But I don't necessarily think that 
battle royale mode is bad, right? I don't think me or you can again say it's a bad battle royale. I mean, look, it's probably the top rated battle royale in the world for a reason. You know, I mean, it's it's pretty good. Most people enjoy it. But when he goes down to start talking about removing things like remove balloons, planes, boom boxes, zombies and fog, we can forget those. Uh, but the gray tack, I, I got to ask, Monster, why hasn't the gray tack been removed by now? This, this, this has probably been the longest going please vault item in the world. And then remove pl- uh, planes, I get it. What about balloons and boom boxes? Do they really have to get removed? So, so before I get into the suggestions, I just want to say at the end, he said it right. It ain't your job, scissors, right? <laughs> the reason they have all this stuff for whatever good reason is because they know it's supposed to be there. Uh, I just found that to be so funny how at the end he like was like, oh, it ain't my job to figure out how to do the brain flows to figure it out. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's all like rats back to that. Like it ain't your job to see remove balloons. That's why it's there, right? Yeah. So that was just hilarious to me. Love the post. Uh, love my guys. That was great. Uh, but to jump on the gray tack and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you got to have a gray shotgun though. So if it's not the tack, what's it going to be, right? Make if it a gray pump. Color, Give me a gray pump. At least it does some damage. But, but remember the gray pump is supposed to be. Oh, the uh, green like, pump. The, it's the green the pump, pump now. The green uh, pump uh, is. Right. It's supposed to represent like picking up like, okay, you know, you pick up the green rump, you, you feel good. You're like, I got something nice right here. You get a blue pump, you're, you know, like, ooh, I got well, a blue pump. Well, then why don't we just replace it? Why don't, we, why don't we just replace it with uh, the gray SMG? Right? The what? Take, 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 take out the tag and give me more gray SMGs. Like, I'd rather have I that know. in the battle. True. Like, some people really feel like, so it's funny that you say that because some people feel like in different circumstances, like, Oh, if I had a, if I had any shotgun, you know, I would have won that. And then they're not upset about having a, they're upset about not having a great attack at that point. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. SMG versus tack. Like the tack can still beat the SMG in us. A, a lot of situations and it's easier to use, you know, with the no bloom and stuff. But, um, I don't know. So like, I, I totally feel the whole, like the great tack sucks, man. It, it's bad. <laughs> right. You don't want a great tack. You don't want a green tack. Like you get a blue tack. You're like, all right, well, yeah, right yeah, yeah. Blue tack. you know, you feel pretty good. Like you can do things with blue tack. The other's definitely pretty bad, but you, I don't know, man, you can't replace it with the pump. Pump is just too good. So I see why it's like a tier system. And the gray tack is someone's got to be the trash one, right? It's it's like like even a blue pistol can outfrag a gray tack, honestly. Because yeah, a lot yeah. of times you're just gonna pelt for like twenty anyways. Yeah. The blue pistol is gonna be for twenty three minimal, and it's got a stupid fire rate. So technically, if the blue pistol was just aiming aiming go without bloom, the blue pistol will frag out on the gray tack all right. day long. Um, so with that, I mean one one weapon's got to be the worst weapon in the game. It's the gray tack, man. I say you just, gotta fill the role. I, I say you just bring back, you know, the tactical at SMG least, least, and and wait, put wait, it. At least put it you as got a gray the gray tech. magnum because that was that's true. Yeah, like that was terrible. You can't yeah. even kill a person with that. And it was you, you have a better chance of axing somebody to death than you. Yeah, using yeah, the gray and, and the six yeah. shooter, right? Like those, like that's even true. the six shooter was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so I mean, all right. So tech. let's talk about this this public, which I think was the big thing to his whole game, right? The the whole thing is because we know items are going to be removed, we know items are going to be tweaked, what we talk about it all the time, but in how they affect the game, but when it comes down to like public and rank playlist, skill-based matchmaking, this is a discussion we could get into for hours, but to, to, to get our point, to get to the point of what we both think real quickly is, I think the skill-based matchmaking messes, messes up a lot of games, okay? Because I think 
you can't, for instance, I have a very prime example of a community I was part of, and that is Rainbow Six Siege. There is something to the effect of, and I feel sorry for the people out there that are on the opposite side of this, but there's something to the effect of enjoyment for a decent to good player to jump into a game and be able to win it, correct? Or to be able to frag out, as people would say. Um, if you're able to do that, that, that gives you the enjoyment to keep coming back and playing the game. At the moment in which you get into a game and you cannot enjoy that at all, that is where you have a problem, okay? And in, in Rainbow Six Siege, what they did is they made the regular unranked playlist, the normal playlist, is skill-based matchmaking so that you can prepare to go into the ranked playlist, right? Well, it literally negates the fun because every time, every, that means every time you get on, everything is super, super sweaty, right? And yeah. you can't really just enjoy and have fun and maybe get a win or frag out and get 20 kills. It just doesn't happen. My worry about if they go to skill-based matchmaking in this is if they do this, keep it away from the public games. Like, I don't want it anywhere near your normal squad games, your normal solos or duos. Like, this has got to be something that is completely separate, has no identity to itself of the other. And then if everybody that wants to be sweaty can go into skill-based matchmaking and do it, that's fine. But my... My flip side to that is if they if they break it up and they do what I just said and have two separate communities, basically, you are dividing the community at that point, right? You're dividing the people that go into those playlists. Um, you're, you're dividing the opportunity for what we've seen so many times of these really high profile players or streamers jump into a game with a kid that dreams about that moment, right? And could literally give him that moment because they won't be in there anymore. So, yeah. I mean... That's my two cents about skill-based matchmaking and a ranked playlist versus a public playlist, and I get the point of wanting to grind for something. I just think Fortnite's going to find a different way to do it. No, I, I totally agree with you. For a long while, and, and even now in, in some sense, like I'm against uh, just a straight-up 24-7 you know, ranked playlist where you, know, you get this badge, right? This badge of honor, like, ooh, look at me. I'm number, I'm rank one, right, in the world. Or, or something weird like that, or like right. I'm the upper echelon. Because it, with ranks, just brings salt. We see it ruin so many games in the past, even play styles of games. So like a good example, I use Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. It's like almost purely placement-based. People will literally be furious if you're, you know, fighting or grinding for a top 10, and then you just somehow land and die. Like, you're losing your mind because you're losing so much elo, losing points, right? Same thing with Counter-Strike. Right. You get a bad team, you're just upset, right? You lose rank. <laughs> like, it's salt-inducing. No League, one wants League of Legends, same way, yeah. H1Z1, you get, you know, 29 kills, all one shy of the 30 because this guy took it or something. Like, you lose your mind over these things. Um, and that's what rank does to people. And it, it gives people, like, a, a pretty nasty ego, too, sometimes. Right. And that kind of stuff will really just throw off a community. So I feel the whole, like, we don't need it for that reason. But I also feel that, like, we kind of need it, right? Like, because we do want something to grind for. And that's why Fortnite has already announced that they're introducing, like, a leaderboard system to the pop-up cups. And I think they're doing it right. They're giving people just enough dosage and, I guess, a time constraint on how much, right, leaderboard work you can put in. Um, and maybe, maybe when it finally comes to, you know, full light it's going to be 24 7 or something like that but like you said i think it's really got to be just don't let it interfere with solo duo squads or anything like that like it's got to be something totally different and even I, if that's like pop up format or whatever it's just got to be so different it's i just love the pop-up idea like the pop-up idea i think is perfect right it's different than what we've ever seen before it fits but, the board like, community to touch on that like i don't get to play pop-up 
and I would I would love to grind Papa, but at the time, right? So like I just cannot. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. don't game at seven at night. I got a family. I'm in bed by nine, dude. I'm on grandpa style, right? I'm like four a.m. Yeah, you know, like the, yeah. this is my life no, I schedule, it. and I can't. And as much as I would like, I would love to play with my peers all night and do the pop up stuff because the pop up format is literally the best, you know, game mode yeah, yeah, out yeah. now. And it's got that little taste of you know MMR, right? Matchmake skill based. You get more points. You go against you know higher peers. If you're looking for it, you can get it. Um, but the, that's the one flaw with the pop-up format. Not everyone can play it and enjoy it. So I'm missing out. So if it was 24-7, I mean, I, I think it'd be, I, I still think Look, it'd be cool. But, I, I think we yeah. solve a lot of things here on the show for Epic. We give them a lot of ideas they continually take away. And now we're happy to do that. And I think you have solved this issue. I think in, in Resolve Monster for rank playlist skill-based matchmaking, you do exactly what you just said. You make up pop cups that are 24 hours long and just let you be able to play at any time during that day. You can go ahead and grind it out as much as you want. And, and that's and what I was going to say. Maybe when the day's over, your rank wipes. Like, give it, if it's that where you go in and you know, hey, 12 o'clock at night, ranks reset. Tomorrow you get like a fresh stab at, I'm back at zero points. Work your way up that MMR chain. And then the rest of your day, your day is sweaty. This is what you want, right? Yeah. Give people that. And then you won't even ruin what is solos. Bro, and stuff I like got that. it. And then at the end of the week, right? Like on Friday, at the top hundred people from those previous four days can play in a pop-up cup or get invited to a special pop-up cup at the end of the week. That, that's all something that's out of my, my jurisdiction. <laughs> Bam, dropping it right <laughs> but there. Yeah, no, like honestly, and then that's that, like, it will be an awesome leaderboard if at the end of the month, I, I wouldn't say season, like I would say like keep it 30 day refresh rate or something like that, just so people can shine and, and give something to work for. Right. Um, and, you know, reduce burnout, right? So if you really want to go for it for a 30 day, you know, whatever grind fast, you can, you can right. and get your shots or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it just, with 24 hour, if the, if the playlist is 24 hour, it has to be a really like quick reset time. And I think you put that with the 24 hours on it and just let that, let that number just cool back down the same way we already have it. The next day it comes on, you reset, you get easy lobbies and Sahara lobbies. Do that all day for playlist ranks. Oh man, we're going to have a good time. Bro, we're dropping it. Right. That's it's it. That's it. I mean, there's I mean, nothing else to be said it, about it, that. It, it we really got the answer. surprise me if that's what they're going to do, by the way, because it just makes sense. So hopefully. Hey, what can we say? We make a lot of sense. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and jump over to our last section here, the tips and tricks. You ask, do we have tips? Of course. And do we have tricks? Oh, yes, we do. So listen up. All right, so we talked a little bit about, you know, being able to redeploy and that item where it fits in your inventory and a little bit about that. But when to take movement items over lethal items, and this is comes up because, you know, we obviously have balloons. We mentioned, you know, that's, that's that scissors once out of the game. Um, we have, you know, we have the glider redeploy. We have the grapple, right? These are all items, you know, using to be able to move and get around the map really quickly. And, you know, then you have the other items that we, you know, that we mentioned, like, you know, mini shells, stuff like that. All the other stuff that's non-lethal items, right? And... You're very limited with all the items we have in the game right now. How do you measure the need for a certain type of item in your inventory? And, and when to say, okay, I need to take, you know, an SMG along with a shotgun and my AR, and then I'll take, you know, shields and meds. Like, when do you know how to make those decisions? How do you make those decisions, Monster? Yeah, this is an awesome question, by the way, because there's a time and place for everything, especially loadout. If I find myself on max shield, and I'll start with the easiest equation to me personally, if I find myself on max shield, 
I'm going to pick up that RPG and the grappler and go no heels. Like I'm going to, I'm going to rock such an offensive loadout that I'm going to be your worst nightmare when I come across you, because I know like with this loadout right here, like I I'm sitting on one free Elon, like pretty uh, much. Right. Yeah, yeah, I just got to yeah. grapple up, get that spot. And if I just throw it all out there, like I'm going to melt you because the uh, loadout is so strong. You can do that. Now you can, you can find yourself on the other side where if you play too conservative, right. And you say, Oh, you know, I want the double heels. I'm going to take the slurp and the six minis. I'm going right. to leave the, RPG, leave the grappler. Now, suddenly you're on a rotation. You don't have mobility. You don't have explodes. Your super conservative play style has just backfired times 10. Right. Because yeah, you got all the heels in the world. But you can't even pressure this guy. You can't snipe him. You can't explode <laughs> him. He is literally safe in his one by one. That's true. Yeah. You're, you're in his right, his whim to just smack around on your rotation. So with that, if you're super healthy, understand that having offense is probably going to be your best play in that situation. Um, and, and then the, at the same token, you know, being too conservative will, will backfire for sure. So that that's one thing to jump on loadouts. Then another thing is if you're fighting a storm, I'm sorry, you got to drop your AR for those extra bandages. Just do it. Right. Like you can find another gray shell somewhere when you get to fatal field on your super long trek. <laughs> like drop it. If you have to, um, that th- these are the most important times when, when you gotta, you know, Take what you have in your six slots and just let it go. Like sometimes you're just gonna have to let go of the RPG and take the grappler so you can rotate faster and, and beat that storm. But I think the most important thing to take away from here is especially when you have an RPG and then the option of like double heels or something like that. I would almost always go, and I've learned this right over time, take more offense and know when to hold the sniper too. Because if you get like a splode or a sniper, splode is usually better. But if you're low on resources, Sniper, because Sniper can hit the one shot and, and bail you out, right? Get you out of jail free card. If you have no wood and you're running at this big one by one, he peeks you for too long, right? You take his face off, you win. So you got to know when to have the one and done, but more importantly, when to know not to over conserve your loadout. Man, that that's... that's- that's how you know Monster is is the man when it comes to Fortnite, Mr. Fortnite <laughs> over here, because that, that's a great explanation. I don't think I could have said it better myself, nor do I think I would have thought about all those points that you had. So those are great. I mean, yeah, the time and position of map, taking that kill because it's about the Elim, and, uh, and then going from there. Definitely, if you're on the move, like you said, grab the bandages, forget the AR, you'll find another one. I love it. Love it. Tons of t- tips and tricks coming in here right by Monster D-Face. Well, guys, as always, we hope you guys enjoy the show. We really appreciate you tuning in each week and, and, and listening to us and, and being a part of the community. Make sure you tweet at us. Let us know what you like and dislike about the show. Thanks so much to everybody last week that said all the kind words and really enjoyed it. We really do appreciate that. We hear that every week uh, that you guys are able to give us some feedback. So we really appreciate it. Uh, you know, leave your comments everywhere you want to leave them, wherever you want to leave them. You can always send your complaints directly to monsterdface at fortnitepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you like and what you dislike about the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Fortnite Podcast. Myself, Too Loud TX, the number two, L O U D, and the letters TX. And uh, yeah, for everybody out there, that is for Texas, just so you know. TX stands for Texas. Uh, <laughs> and then Monster D Face, M O N S T E R, the letter D F A C E. And Monster, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you throughout the week? Yep. As always, guys, preferably on YouTube, content up 24 7. And my socials are all at Monster D Face from Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, and Twitch, if you want to stop by live stream. So, yeah, thanks for definitely. Me. Go stop by. Draw. I'm going to pull a courage here. 
Go drop that Prime subscription over there, Monster you Basics Twitch channel right there. Drop that Prime this week, guys. Maybe you have one up in the top right corner when you're watching Twitch. Little purple button. Hit it. You never know. You might have one. You might not. But if you do have one and you're on Monster Basics channel, make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the man that brings us fun every single week right here, man. Thank you so much for hanging out with me again. And until next time, dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. production presented by deserto.com and sponsored by elgato gaming the background music for the elgato ad is brought to you by kevin mcloyd the song is called rainbows and you can visit it at incomputech.com